Hello and welcome into the Tim Talks Sports Podcast. My name is Tim, and today we're going to be talking about sports. We got a little bit of Nuggets, a little bit of Rockies, and we're going to dust on the Broncos a little bit because we got some Broncos and some NFL stuff. Um, today, such a good vibe today. We're going to get into the vibes in just a second. First up top, if you wouldn't mind subscribing uh, to the channel, also Tim Talks Broncos, Tim Talks Movies, all good podcasts. You want to follow me on Twitter? Very insightful, kind of funny, kind of a dick bag. The whole, the whole mix. So today was a vibes day. It was a great vibes day. We had planned vibes at two o'clock, two o three. Everybody knew that the Russ Wilson press conference was going to be taken care of at two o'clock today. And guess what? We all walked away with raging erections. I mean, holy shitty titty balls. That was amazing. I'm not sure that there was a part where I actually had to turn off. My food came and then I just, it took me a second to handle that. So I switched out. So I I actually haven't listened to the entire thing. We're going to go into that in depth in Tim Talks Broncos. That'll be posted tomorrow. This, I just want to just collectively, this was the start of the vibe strain. Then I checked out of sports for a bit. Checked out of sports till about four o'clock. Then, you know, the Twitter machine kept rolling. It was about 4.20, 4.25. Twitter machine kept going. Open the Twitter machine. There it is on the timeline. The miracle of Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is a Colorado Rocky. Now, I know what you're thinking. Terrible, awful things because the Rockies are a terribly run franchise and we should scorn and hate them at all times. But I'm here to tell you, no, friends, no. 364 days out of the year, we can talk shit about the Rockies and we can hate the Rockies. And we can belittle Dick Monfort, belittle uh, the the front office's decisions, non-decisions, but not today. Today, they made a decision that positively impacted your city, your, I don't know, I think your favorite baseball team, and therefore your happiness. I know it impacted my happiness. That Chris Bryant, is he the greatest baseball player to ever live? No, he's not hammering Hank Aaron, but I tell you what, goddammit, he plays a position that the team needed help at. He plays hard. He's going to smack the baseball. I tell you what, when you have all-star players, MVP caliber players play in Colorado, they hit about 310 or whatever, then they leave and they go hit 268 someplace else. Let's just look at the numbers really fast. Last year, Chris Bryant hit 265. So I am willing to bet that the homie Chris Bryant hits 290 next year. His first year, like... When players come to altitude, their first year isn't always the best. You look at Michael Kadire, 250 first year, batting title next. You look at Daniel Murphy. Well, he didn't really improve that much, but you know what I'm saying. The Rockies have signed a bonafide superstar, a, th- a player who had 3.3 wins above replacement last year. It's not like he's aging. Well, he's aging, but it's not like he's aged out of his prime. Excuse me, aged out of his prime. He's 30 years old. Now, will this contract look good? In five years, probably not. We'll probably view it the same way we currently view Charlie Blackman. That being said, in five years, the revenue driven to the league might it might be this twenty-seven million dollar a year contract isn't looked at as a very intimidating price tag. I think that we have to enjoy what we can enjoy because, goddamn it, there's they make so many fucking terrible decisions. the The team doesn't win consistently. You have to enjoy. What you can enjoy. Also, they're supposed to lose around 96 games next year. I doubt that happens. Now, they might be terrible. 
there's a lot of young talent on this team. You're going to get more talent in the way of Ella Horace Montero, who is going to smack the baseball. You're going to continue to get pitchers. I'm not going to say that they are going to be contending for the postseason, but this team is going to be better than we think. They have a bullpen that I actually like. They have eight pitchers that I think are professional quality pitchers. When Daniel Bard is the worst one, I think I think you're doing all right. Now, Alex Colomay, I'm not jazzed about him. My opinion, you should have dulled out and gotten Joe Kelly or another reliever with an A-plus fastball. But they got Colomay, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Does he have to close the games? I mean, I don't think so. He's not making that much money. They gave him a chump change contract, and uh, we'll see. So this Chris Bryant thing, it's a good thing, people. When I saw it, I, uh, I almost cried. I've actually recorded this pod already today, but I was, was not making sense when I did the last one. The first 10 minutes of it were me like giddy and laughing and giggling and just at a, at a loss for words. And then the second portion of it was me actively swearing at Nate Kreckman, calling him terrible names. So I guess just a vibe killer, you know, I mean, just people around this area, just, I get it. I, I've been a Rockies fan since I could walk. I grew up in the Bombers era. My, my uncle, he took me to every single game. My parents had season tickets. My grandma had season tickets. We went to the games. I know the failures of this franchise. But we should still have fun when they do something cool, like bring in a former MVP who had a kick-ass season last year. He crushed 25 dongs away from Coors Field. He had an OPS plus of 124. That's good. That's really good. An LPS of 835. You don't think that's going to go up at Coors Field? You don't, th- you don't think he's going to see more balls drop? I mean, it's just crazy to me. And he's a good vibes guy. He's a good personality. People like Chris Bryant. He fits the movement of players that we have coming into this city. And you know what? I'm just going to say, Nolan Arenado was a dick. Maybe we should just just keep the dicks flowing out of, out of Denver. Just bring in good vibes people who can, who can whack dongs. I just got a text from my dad right now. And I, I told him about Chris Bryant three hours ago now, and he finally texted me back. He's like, oh, is he better than Nolan? Probably not. He's probably not better than Nolan Arenado. But let me tell you something. Nolan Arenado is going to not be the best defensive third baseman or second best third baseman in the league for very much longer. He's going to get over that 30 hump, and he's not going to be... like The guy runs around like he's got a trailer hooked on the back. He was a good offensive player last year, but it wasn't like Coors. It wasn't like it was at Colorado. It's the same thing with Tulo. When Tulo left, 250, 30, 25 bombs. The same thing with Nolan Arenado. I don't think we need to... Yeah, 34 dongs, but 250. He had an OPS plus lower than Chris Bryant's. Now, the war is better, obviously, because his defensive value is huge. But what I tell you is true. He will depreciate. I don't know why I'm having this. We we, We should be able to enjoy one independently of the other. Did the Rockies fuck up? The Nolan Arenado situation, yes. They should have fired Jeff Breidich following the 2019 season. They elected not to. They elected not to. And he's gone anyways, and so is Nolan. But that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy Chris Bryant because they fucked another situation up. This idea that we trade players after they get successful here is is nonsense. It's nonsense. They have given every star player a second contract. 
They absolutely have. Let's talk about let's talk about star players they haven't given a second contract to. Oh wait, there's none. You want to talk about Charlie, Nolan, Cargo, Tulo? Who might who might I mean Matt Holiday maybe. They traded Matt Holiday. They traded Tulo. Guess what? He was broken down. He wasn't any good and they got good prospects for him. If you want to complain about the fifty million dollars that Dick Monfort had to give up, that's so asinine to me. I mean, it's so asinine to me because it proves that he isn't penny pinching. What Dick Monfort did, and again, so ridiculous that he chose. God, this was supposed to be hype cast, and I'm just pissed right now because people can't fucking enjoy anything. Nolan, Nolan Arenado was a fuck situation, but we have an MVP. We got Chris Bryant. He's going to be really good, guys, and we should be happy. We should be allowed to be happy about baseball just every once in a while. We don't have to compare Nolan Arenado to Chris Bryant. And if we do, you know, one's an MVP and the other one's a whiny little bitch. Basketball news. Jamal Murray sent to the Grand Rapids gold. He's sent there to practice. The Nuggets are on an East Coast swing. They can't drag him around. So they sent him there to practice. He's going to get some work in. Michael Malone commented on it today. He threw some cold water on it and said, hey, don't expect too much out of this. He's just there for the work. So I don't expect him to come back this year. Personally, my, my views have shifted a little bit on this. I mean, I think that the team has 13 games left. Yeah, 13 games left. I just I don't see a point in that. So I don't think he'll be back this year. If he comes back, I'm going to be I'm going to be absolutely jacked if he comes back. Man, this Chris Bryant thing is just the people have fucked my vibes. It's supposed to be a vibes cast and the people have fucked my vibes. <sighs> Good vibes. So I tell you what, the next thing is great too. The Nuggets came and they just trounced the Wizards. Now the score is within 20, so that's not like an ass whooping, like a complete and utter obliteration, but it was worse than that. They were up by six after the first quarter. Basically, I think Jokic had plus eight in that first stint. So the bench came in and they were a little off. And it was mostly Bones. Bones making questionable decisions offensively and defensively. Um, as resulted in his foul total. He had three fouls pretty quick there. Um, he took some strange shots. But then the second quarter, they came in and he turned it on. They played really well. They played very well. And, uh, you know, it, was, it shows up in the stats. I mean, Austin Rivers, 2 of 4 from 3. Brent Forms, 3 of 8. Not great, but we're not going to take a shit on it. He was plus 10, the best plus minus on the bench. Um, Bones Highland, 2 of 4 from 3, 6 of 10 from the field. Marcus six of twelve. It felt like he took a lot more threes than this one of four, but man, I mean, they just they played really well. J. Mike he didn't shoot very much tonight. He shot. He took four shots. He only made one of them, um, but he played sweet defense. He had that sweet, sweet defense going, and it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, the starters they were all kept under thirty except for Monte because Monte came in. Uh, coach was trying to keep the the starters off the floor in the fourth quarter. But Bones was starting to go a little bonesy. He was trying to get get his bones on, mid-game bonesing. Um, he was going nuts. So the coach sent Monte Morris in to restore order. So he's got 31 minutes. Outside of that, Jokic 26, Barton 26, Gordon 22, Jeff Green 21. In my opinion, Jeff Green a million percent needs to be doing uh, garbage time. I mean, that guy, what a fucking joke that player is. Anyways, three-point shooting was great. Rebounding, fantastic. Um, the passing was great. Well, maybe we got out-rebounded. Maybe I missed that. Um, but the passing was great. We out-assisted them. And there was just... 
so much peripheral passing. Like if you counted hockey assists, there would be a, like a limitless amount of hockey assists. Defensively, you know, there were times where they were locked down and times where they weren't. That's just going to be the way with this team. They've got a bunch of high IQ players and some just not. And one of them's Bones. He's just he's just got to get older. He's just got to get more experience defensively. <laughs> Offensively, he's fine. He's great. He's amazing. He's just got a little bit get a little bit more experience on the defensive end. I'll tell you, who doesn't is Austin Rivers. You can look at him and see him put in work constantly defensively. He is fighting for position while the ball is being brought up the court every time down. It's incredible. Demarcus Cousins, man, that guy. He just he sets the tone for the defense. I don't know. I think that, I think he's a good influence on on Bones. I, I mean, I don't always agree with with his shouting and stuff like that, but I think that he is shepherding Bones in the right direction. This team's fun. This team's really fun, and they took down an opponent that they should have beat. Now I was all in on the uh, this is going to be a letdown game and an emotional game on on Monday. The Philadelphia 76ers, an emotional last game against the Sixers, and it had all the markings of a letdown game against the Wizards, and uh, it just didn't happen. Now, I really hope that we start to see the reemergence of Vatko Chanchar and Zeke Naji, because I'd really love to get games off for Aaron Gordon. We don't need to worry so much about positioning, I don't think. Um, but we need to we need to find time for those guys. I don't know that I don't know that time is the problem with Will Barton. Uh, but like Aaron Gordon and Jermichael Green specifically looked very hurt tonight. They look like they shouldn't have been playing basketball. So we need to find ways to spell these guys. But I tell you what, the way that the team is beginning to move, especially on the offensive end as a unit, as a comprehensive unit. You see screens and screens and back screens and back cuts and back doors and all sorts of this stuff. High IQ basketball and not just delivered by Nicole Jokic, delivered by DeMarcus Cousins, Bones Highland, Monte Morris, Aaron Gordon's on the receiving end. Sometimes he does the passing, but it's usually just the receiving end. Jamichael Green is very often the recipient of very intelligently made cuts. Bryn Forbes is usually the recipient of very well-thought-out screens. They, they call a lot of plays for Bryn Forbes, which I'm good with. The guy can shoot lights out, but they do call a lot of plays for him. 20-21 from the line. Jokic took seven foul shots. Przingis took nine. I imagine if Jokic played more. I guess Przingis only played 23 minutes. But I guess, I, I mean, if Jokic played 30 minutes, he probably would have gotten to 10. He did not a double-double, two assists off a triple, um, two steals a block. See, that's one thing that when people say he's a bad defender, they just don't watch him. They look at one stat and, and call him a bad defender. That you know His block stats are not going to be what Rudy Gobert and uh, other, other players like that, Joel Embiid's stat, block stats are, but he affects the game in so many ways, and Coach asks him to do so much more than those other guys do. Because Joel Embiid, I mean... He just sits in the paint. I mean, he'll come out to guard perimeter, but he's not doing what Jokic is doing. When the Nuggets are running their defense the way that I feel like they're going to in the postseason, Jokic is out playing two on ball. So he'll come up to stop the ball to force the pass out of the ball handler's hands, and then he'll sprint back to his guy. I mean, that's just so much physical effort, right? That's just so much more running than Joel Embiid tagging up a guy in the paint. It's just so much more work. So you know, people, and, and the steals are there. 
the blocks are there. He had, he had two steals on a block tonight. I mean, his turnovers were low, but that's besides the point. The defense is there. He also calls the defenses. He is shouting out protections as the ball is brought up the floor, pointing and screaming. Man, his voice must be gone by the time the game's over. To people who say he's a bad defender, I just, what do you think's a good defender? Does a guy have to do these these dynamic blocks like Marcus Camby that launches a ball in, into the seats? I love that. When we had Marcus Camby, he was my favorite player to watch because he would launch the ball into the seats. But I don't think that's necessary. Like, Nicole Jokic blocks plenty of shots. I think that it's important to value him for what he's good at, and he's good at a million things defensively, just maybe not maybe not that one thing. It's going to do it. Um, it's supposed to be a vibes cast. Vibes kind of got soured. Fucking internet, fucking my dad, fucking all sorts of shit. Look, here's the overall sentiment. Today was a great day. At 2 p.m., it was announced that our new king and queen had finally arrived. We got Russ Wilson, and we got Sierra. It's a bargain two-for-one deal. We only had to get rid of seven future players. We have him in town for as long as he wants to stay. So make him happy. Make him proud. Fans, you show out to those games. We need to support this team with all that we have. Now, Chris Bryant may not represent a team that you are proud of. Even though, over the last five years, the Rockies have had far, far more success than the Denver Broncos have. I mean, let's just be real. They've been to the postseason twice in that time. It's not their fault that it's a one-game playoff. It's a stupid system that Rob Manfred decided to, or maybe Bud Seale made it, but it shouldn't be a thing. Anyways, it's a stupid system. It's not their fault that that's the system. The Rockies may not be a franchise you're super proud of all the time, but we should show Chris Bryant a good town. We should show him support. He has decided to hitch his horse to our wagon. You don't think he was going to get a shitload of money from somebody else? Maybe not, maybe not that much money. You don't think he was going to get a shitload of money from somebody else? He decided to come to Colorado because he heard the people were good and the food was good. The beer was good. Well, he doesn't drink. He heard it was a nice place to live. And they, they were going to give him $187 million. Let's not take Dick Montford out on Chris Bryant. Let's be happy that we got him. Let's enjoy one fucking thing about this franchise. And the Nuggets. The Nuggets are an unstoppable train of joy. I forgot to mention this. They've now won seven road games in a row, which is a franchise record. They next play on Friday. I think they're on the road still against Boston, I want to say. Cavaliers. At the Cavaliers. Which, you know, it's going to be a tough game. They'll probably take an L on that one. But it's not as tough as it was like a month ago. The Cavs are slipping. They are currently, well, they're nine games over 500. But they've lost uh, six of the last ten. So the Cavs are slipping. So keep enjoying your nuggets. I don't cover the abs because hockey is pretty fucking complex you know it looks like just a bunch of idiots beating the shit out of each other with sticks it's probably the most complex of the four sports so i don't cover it because i'm a big dumbass and who's got time for that shit but enjoy that franchise they've got two of the fucking 10 best players in the sport enjoy them we've got russell wilson and we've got chris bryant enjoy these players don't be dicks it's gonna wrap it up check out my other pod tim talks broncos i got tim talks movies I uh, reviewed The Batman last week. It was a good movie. It was a good review. Check it out. I uh, don't know what I'm reviewing this week because it's a bunch of shit. Ben Affleck's doing a movie with Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas, I think that's her name. Um, so maybe we'll look at that. But Or I'll just 
come in here and talk, I'll go on that one and talk about Marvel movies for like an hour. Who knows? So that's what we got going on elsewhere. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, subscribe to all the shows, review me on, on the shows that you, you listen to. And yeah, it's going to be it. Um, sorry, I shouted and freaked out for a little bit there. It was supposed to be a vibes cast and it still is like, I am so happy right now. I just wish other people would be happy too. So logging off. Y'all have a good night. Peace. All right. A little bit of postscript here. I forgot to mention the most vibes of all vibes thing. It's coming up tomorrow. Um, there's no fresh news on it or anything, but it's vibes. 10:25 AM. The Colorado state Rams take on the Michigan Wolverines. Now, we can't all be there because it's in Indiana, and who has that in their budget to just up and leave to go to fucking Indiana? But here's my deal. You need to put your energy out there because this team is great. They have been great all year, and we really need to appreciate them because I don't know that they'll be back in the same configuration next year. In fact, I don't think they will be, so we need to enjoy them. We need to help them achieve victory tomorrow. No matter what you do, you wear your lucky shirt, you tweet your tweets, you think your thoughts, you wear that big smile, and you make sure you get up and you watch that fucking team because we may not be back here for a long time. A long time. Do I have faith Nico Medved will return us? Yes. But I'd, there's no promises. So That was the addendum to the original show. I just wanted to remind everyone the game's tomorrow. Game's tomorrow, watch it. Root on your team. Let's take this thing to fucking victory. Take them to Pound Town. Get in out on our way on to Tennessee. Y'all have yourselves a good night again. Peace.